today with Joe Nash on Live 95. Well, I've co- I've a couple of ideas about Limerick. Uh, one of them was we came down here to play rugby from time to time. When I was at school, we used to play a club called Young Monster, and they used to regularly beat us at rugby. So that was something I was fairly used to. Um, and I, I knew of the kind of very passionate tradition of rugby in the city. And I knew O'Connell Street very well. When I was a child, we used to come here relatively frequently. And I had a very strong idea of that main street. And then, of course, there was a setting on the river. And I remember the bridge in particular and my dad telling me about Sarsfield and the whole story of that. So it was part of my sort of childhood tales. And so it's setting on the river with the castle and it was something that I also knew pretty well as well. So in various ways, I had quite a strong picture, not just of what Limerick looked like, but what, what it felt like as a city as well. And so this project came to pass and obviously the O'Connell Street site was chosen. Your first thoughts as an architect when you were coming up with the brief for this project, what was your, what was your thinking originally? Well, when I was interviewed, um, I was trying to think about a way in which architecture could speak to the ethos of rugby. And there were two aspects of that that I explained at the interview, because I didn't present a design, I just presented an idea of what the building might be like. And there were two things that I felt strongly about that I wanted the building to have. One of them is that rugby is an extraordinary game in that it's all about people creating these very strong bonds together for an instant. So whether it's a scrum where eight people get together and push against eight people for, and they apply maximum force for an instant, it's an extraordinarily complex thing if you look at it. And I would say as a, as a builder, it's like a building, it's like a structural force. And of course the same thing is the line out that somebody is thrown half a mile up in the air for a split second, but so many people are involved in that activity, they have to all bring force to bear for an instant with pods and rocks everything is about that binding together so technically in the game of rugby there's a lot which is about the choreography of that but also I have a sister who lives in Tralee and their family are big monster fans and when they come up to games uh, they'll often be in contact with people in other European clubs and other European cities and they have connections and social connections they've built over time. So that sense of the broader rugby community as being a better community bond- bonded together. And I thought, wouldn't it be great to make a building where the building really shows the way that the parts of the building are brought together to show a kind of strength through the notion of vaulting. And you'll see that the whole building has got different kind of vaults on the ceiling. And this idea of the brickwork being expressed very strongly... So if you look at it, the whole thing is knitted together into a very strong structural form. It's almost like a Gothic cathedral or something like that, where you look up and see the arches and the vaults. And you'll notice when you come in that the simplest vaults are just inside the entrance. And then when you go up towards it, the vaults become more complex and you have this big one in the pitched roof space. And finally, when you get to the very top of the building, there's a very elaborate vault which actually has got light coming through it. And that's something which you'll experience as you go up and it gives you a kind of a, a moment of, uh, of, 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 of kind of maximum expression at the top of the building. But when you're looking around and seeing the building from different parts of the city, particularly when it's open and there's light on inside the building, you'll actually see those vaults from a distance and you'll see people moving about underneath them and you'll know that it's not like other tall buildings because the key difference is it's got a public space at the top it's a place that anybody can go and visit and I hope everybody in Limerick will come along and have a look at the view of the city. What are your thoughts I mean 
I can see the red brick and, you know, there is that nod in my mind to the Georgian limerick of the past that was like that. I mean, there may have been criticism initially, it's on a Georgian street, is it too tall? But, you know, it's a changing city from architectural perspective, but also how a city operates. And, you know, what would you say to those who may still be a little bit critical? Oh, I don't think it fits into the Georgian landscape. Well, there's a number of different things I would say. I'm very well aware as an architect that people are very attached to their city. And there's always a very strong and very important group of people in the city who feel that they have to protect the city's history and to protect what it was and to carry it forward to future generations. And when I hear them expressing views on the building, it's something I listen to carefully. There's a couple of things I'd say. The idea that Georgian cities are completely characterised by a homogenous parapet line is not actually true. If you look at other Georgian cities... Um, I do a lot of work in Oxford where there's a substantial amount of Georgian architecture and they've got a building at least as tall as this one, the, the Radcliffe Observatory in the middle of the city. If you look at Dublin Castle, it's a Georgian building. There were tall Georgian buildings. What they were is they were mostly civic buildings or buildings which were public buildings and it was okay for them to be tall. The other thing is that the very homogenous architecture of Newton Perry and O'Connell Street was part also of it being a rather wealthy area that kept the ordinary people of the city out. And when the ordinary people of the city came in, they started building churches and public buildings. And that's what gives you the idea of Limerick being a city of spires. That's the work that was done in the 19th century, rising up towards the sky and expressing a kind of popular identification with the city. So this is part of that change. And I would like to think, we've looked carefully at the brick, We've thought very carefully about the corner between Cecil Street and O'Connell Street, that we turn that corner and face the Georgian architecture well. But making a tall building, it's not the only tall building on O'Connell Street, but it's actually making a virtue of its height, and it's allowing the public to come and experience that height as part of the civic experience of the city. And I hope that people will understand that argument and come to see that in the future it might be seen as one of the positive buildings in the city. From the public perspective, when people walk into this building as an architect, the experience that you're trying to create, obviously there'll be a lots of things for people to do, it'll be an interactive experience, but architecturally, what was your mission in terms of how people will feel within the space? Well, when you design a building, people often think that you're designing a building like an object. But actually, when I'm designing a building, it's more like a novel or a movie or a play or something. I'm trying to think about an experience that people have, and they'll go through the building, so they'll arrive into one space and then go on to the next space and through to the space after, and each of those should be like episodes in a very good play or a very good movie. And what you want is to make sure that you're saving something very good for the end so people feel like it's building to a, a, really, good, a really good positive ending. Um, but one of the things we do here is that you're moving through darker and lighter spaces, and as you move through the building, you're being offered views into the next space that you're going to go into. And from time to time, you're thrown back out over the street so you can look back over O'Connell Street or you can look through down, down to the side streets at the back. And bear in mind, some of the experiences you have in the building will be of the architecture, but some of them are completely immersive virtual reality environments. So you'll be arriving out of a virtual reality representation of a, of a rugby stadium and you'll suddenly find yourself back in a brick vaulted hall. And so we wanted to, to see that as being a series of dramatic episodes. And obviously the final dramatic episode when you get to the very top is to suddenly have that open view out over the city and see so many of the themes that had been worked through the rest of the building being resolved into something that feels really important at the top. 
As an architect, I want to come back to the Limerick of today. I mean, it's a changing city and this building is going to be something that is welcome and new and hopefully attracting lots and lots of people. We've seen the numbers you're hoping to attract in in year one and, and in the first five years. What would you like to see or have you any suggestions for how Limerick could evolve going forward, both from an architectural and a public realm perspective? Well, I think something that I felt when I started coming to visit Limerick, um, I've lived in London for the last 30 years, and so um, I didn't have a strong updated view of what Limerick was like. And when I came back, I felt a lot of, it felt like a very young city, it felt like a very dynamic city, and a lot of people who were speaking to me were talking very strongly about aspiration and the idea of it developing a new identity that it doesn't yet have, but it's going to be very focused on the people of Limerick. Um, And I think that's an extraordinary thing. I mean, it's not true that all cities are like that. I feel that there's a mood here that people want to make the centre of the city a really livable place. I think it's important, if possible, for people to move back into the city and to start living in it and not to feel that everybody's out in the suburbs. And I'm seeing public realm developments. We can see the street out in front of us, O'Connell Street, is being changed and made more pedestrian-friendly. And I think that... Um, it's very important for any city to understand and respect its past and the things from the past that are central to the way that people identify with the city. But it's very important in terms of that development not to not to block everything else in favour of those assets, that you have to allow for change to occur. And I think the most important thing is, uh, for me is for the people of Limerick themselves to see it as an opportunity for them to actively comment and take part in that process rather than, than it being something that happens or that other people make happen to the city. And I think that the, the place does have that kind of egalitarian democratic quality. Just in terms of the time that we've spent here, there's a lot of active commentary on what's happening in the city and a lot of positive aspiration. And I think that's really good. Architecturally, we're talking a lot at the moment in Ireland about density and about getting people back in and, and you know, making places, people, dynamic spaces. Um, but height has become a big debate and, you know, people seem to be absolutely terrified of going beyond five or six stories. What's your thought on height? You've created something quite impressive here. We've, we've gone higher than maybe has been done before in Limerick and particularly on the main street, but what's your thoughts on height and, and, and density in terms of George and Limerick and other spaces around the city in, in terms of maximising how many people are living here? Well, I think there's a difference between density and height, and I don't think that height is always the answer to density. Someone has done an amazing study on Manhattan to say how many people could live in New York without there being skyscrapers, actually really a lot. So, so, so density doesn't need height, Good, careful planning to a reasonable height, generally speaking, can achieve very high and very humane and very usable densities. So I don't think that height is the answer to density. Having said that, I think that people who are against height per se are not thinking about it constructively. Most people can make an image in their minds of a bit of a city somewhere which is high and it's fantastic whether it's Notre Dame or the Eiffel Tower. or you know, uh, Cities have high places in them that are often the most important parts of the city. And it seems to me that to think about height as being something which expresses civic pride and expresses the idea that that, that height stands for the aspiration of the people in the city rather than it being something that's being imposed on them by excessive development is a much more constructive way of thinking about it. 
I was proud to back this building as a high building because I think of its future as being a public or a civic building and that the top of it is a public space for the whole city. That doesn't mean that I think that the city should now have high buildings absolutely everywhere. I think that that has to be properly designed and thought about constructively. Back to the building. What is your proudest feature? What what are you most proud of in terms of what you've created here? Um... There's a couple of things I'm proud of. I'm pr- of uh, what, what, it isn't what I've created. I'm very proud of my project architect, Claire Chalk, because when we um, got this commission, I came back to the office and said, we've won a commission to design this building in Limerick. Who'd be interested in working on it? And her hand went straight up, and she's from Limerick. She moved to London, and she was working in my office, and she has served this building with such a passion over the last few years. So it's great pride for me to say that the someone who's from the city has put so much of their own heart and soul, and, and she's really lived this building for the last five years. Uh, that's a point of pride. I'm also very proud of the builders. Um, you know, working as an architect on modern construction often you have a very hard time with builders and often you don't get the build quality you want. Now, first of all, we were treated with great courtesy by Flynn here and every time we came over, we were made to feel that they were as much part of the design team who wants this building to be good as we were. All of the guys who worked on the site were behind the project and they'd come up and talk, whether they were bricklayers or putting in windows, they all talked with passion about their involvement in the project. And I'm really proud of it. And I think they've achieved something. This was not an easy building to build. A tough project right in the city centre site with the most demanding architect around. And I think they've served the city very well. In terms of what the building is physically like, I like these vaulted spaces. I, 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 I like the relationship between the brickwork and the vaults. Um, and I like the fact that it feels like a big, sturdy... It could almost be a warehouse building, or you know, that it has that sense of plain, solid brickwork with these bonded, vaulted arches, um, and that as you rise up through the building, you see greater complexity in them. And I'll tell you what, the guys who made the one on the top floor, I have no idea how they did it. It's absolutely... If you look at it, the geometry of it is very complex, and they just patiently, on the scaffold, day after day, put that ceiling up, and everybody should come and take a look at it and see what builders can do. Your views, your news, your Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95.